0: God's with us. I hope you believe that. Well you're not going to believe this, but um, it's eight minutes until 12. Just pretend it's 20 till um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll move quickly through this. I didn't get session approval or I would say let's let's sing one hymn and go home and we'll do this next week. Um, I might be called in if I do that. but anyway, Um, I want us us to look, just for a few minutes, if we can, a message entitled, Raising Our Level of Joy. Raising Our Level of Joy. I I hope on the back of your bulletin you have, where it says sermon notes, that you will write down some things. uh, Because I really believe that God has a message for us today along the lines of joy. Well, let me begin this way. Won't you agree that many songs that we sing during the Christmas season... are are reminders that this time of the year is supposed to be a happy time of the year. Uh, Won't you agree with that? Such songs as It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Have a Holly Jolly Christmas, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, Jingle Bells, Walking in a Winter Wonderland. All of those songs, if you know the lyrics to them, communicate that Christmas is to be a joyous, trouble-free time of the year. But here's the question, is that always the case? Is it? Absolutely not. Because see, for some, there may be personal problems or financial stress and and possibly one crisis on top of the other that is keeping many people from having a holly jolly Christmas this year. And then for others, they're so busy and, and working so hard and there's no time for sitting around and... Roasting chestnuts on an open fire. And just maybe. There's not anything wrong. But for some reason, people are just not enjoying Christmas. It's not giving them that emotional lift that they expected that they wanted to get. In fact, listen to this, and I think you'll agree. For Christmas or Christmas time, for many people, is a very depressing time. And the world does not look like a winter wonderland to them at all. But it looks like plain old winter. I've encountered many people at Christmas time that, that have been disillusioned, if you will. They, they get so hyped up with expectations about what Christmas is supposed to be. And oftentimes, it doesn't measure up, and disappointment sets in. So I asked this to us this morning. What is it that we can do this Christmas to avoid disillusionment? What is it that we can do this Christmas to avoid disappointment? How is it that we can improve our level of joy this Christmas I believe we find the answer in the story that we read just a few moments ago about the Magi, the the wise men. And I truly believe that if we will just allow the Holy Spirit to teach us from their attitudes of these wise men and the events that surrounded their journey, I believe we can raise our level of joy at Christmas. Well let's look at this. I want to look at three questions, and we'll try to get through this pretty quickly. Three lessons in the form of three questions. So please write these down if you have something to write with on the back of your bulletin there. Question number one: what do I seek? What do I seek? Your and my level, uh, 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 level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what we seek. Isaiah 55, 6 says this, Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him. But let's ask this. What is it that I want to get out of Christmas? What is it that would make Christmas wonderful? That would make Christmas satisfying? Well, is it a white Christmas? Is it snow? I would love to have a white Christmas. I would love for it to snow. Is it getting family together? Is it about finding the right present to give? Is it about getting the the right present that you have been hoping for? Well, here's the problem. All of these things that we just mentioned have the capability of leaving us disappointed. Think about it. Have you ever had that kind of experience being disappointed by Christmas just because it did not deliver what you thought it should deliver? It's sort of like that couple who has has had three baby girls and they're trying for the fourth because they want a baby boy and guess what they get? They get another baby girl. Here's what we must understand. Church is this. The problem is never with Christmas. It's never the pro- Christmas is never the problem. The problem is your and my expectations. So could it possibly be that we're looking in the wrong direction for the wrong thing? The Magi show us how to increase our level of joy at Christmas by looking for the right thing. What was it they were looking for? Look back in your text, Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. We'll, we'll, we'll thumb through this pretty quickly here. What does it tell us? Verse number 2. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. They were looking for Jesus. Christmas for them was an opportunity to worship Jesus, the newborn King. So my prayer is, I read that, and I've studied that this week. My prayer is that you and I will make it a priority to be looking for, to be expecting this Christmas an experience of worship. And not only an experience of worship, but a fresh glimpse of that little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid there in a manger. If your and my goal is truly to worship Christ Jesus, the newborn King, then I doubt very seriously we will be dissatisfied with our experience. What do we seek? Question number two, where do I look? Where do I look? Our level of joy at Christmas is directly related to where we look. We can learn from the Magi that there are wrong and right places to look for Christmas. Prime example, they, they, they showed us that. They began looking in the wrong places. Back verse number one. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem and Bethlehem are two different places. They're a little distance apart. So it's they came to Jerusalem. And they came what? Saying. They came saying. Let me tell you just a a little bit of information about that word saying. That word saying indicates a continuous action. Meaning that, that when these wise men showed up there in Jerusalem, they were questioning everyone they saw with this question, where is he who has been, who has been born king of the Jews? They were looking, listen, they were looking where their own human reasoning said they should look. A king was to be born. The star indicated that the birth of a new king in Israel was to to be born. So they looked in the place that they thought he should be born. In the palace of Herod the Great. In the capital city of Jerusalem. But what a mistake. What a mistake they made. This was no ordinary king. We read in verse 3 that when Herod heard of the birth of that he began to get jealous, if you will. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, or he he was jealous, because he knew that his power would be stripped from him and people would begin to follow the Lord Jesus later on. Let me say this to us. I believe that if we are truly honest with self, we too can be tempted to look for joy at Christmas in the wrong places back to the to the question what would make your and my Christmas wonderful and satisfying? We think by getting the right gift or giving the right gift or imagine uh, being with family uh, will be joyful now don't get me wrong all these things are good all these things are very good. But they have the capability of disappointing us. And you say, well, how? Well, we may not have the funds to buy the gift that we want to buy for our loved ones. Or maybe a family member may be missing from our holiday celebration. So if we're looking to these things for joy, we may certainly be left with a feeling of disillusionment. The Magi looked in the right place when they looked God. So the trip to Jerusalem wasn't a waste, wasn't a total waste. Why? Because it was there that these wise men discovered where they should have looked in the first place, and that is at prophecy, at the prophets of old. Listen to verse 4. And when they had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this it is written by the prophet. This is what the prophet wrote. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler, capital R, who will who will shepherd my people, Israel. They were to look to the, to the prophets of old. Look to the Bible. So with this information, the, the Magi began to look again at the star. And lo and behold, where did it take them? Once they started in the right direction, where did it lead them? Verse 9, And when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, guiding the way. Till it came and stood over where the young child was. Have you ever just tried to put yourself in that picture? And how that star led them to the birth or to the baby Jesus. And then the last question. What do I give? What do I give? Your and my level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what we give. Verse number 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. And we know them, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The Magi came to Jesus bringing gifts. And guess what? Those gifts were most appropriate. Well, it said they gave gold, which was... A gift for a king. Acknowledging that Jesus was and is the the, the Lord of lords and King of kings. They gave frankincense, which was a gift for a priest. And we we know that that frankincense was used in in the temple. And they, they acknowledged Jesus as priest, the one who would bring us to God. And then finally, Scripture says that the Magi gave myrrh, which was a gift for the dead. A fragrant ointment used to anoint a body before burial. So by giving this gift, what were they acknowledging? That Jesus had been born, had come to this earth to die for you and for me. As I read this passage, it always intrigues me and always gets something different out of it. It reminded me, and I hope it reminds you this morning, that as a born-again believer that I must give appropriate gifts at Christmas, as did the wise men. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about material gifts. I'm talking about uh, more important things, such as the gift of love and kindness to family and friends. The gift of help to those who are in need. What about the gift of forgiveness? And giving gifts of this nature will certainly result, certainly result in a joyful and meaningful Christmas. So let me ask this as we wrap it up. What is it that we're giving this Christmas? Did did, did you get that question? I did not say, what is it that we're getting? This Christmas? What is it that we're giving this Christmas? Why don't we simply consider giving ourselves? Giving ourselves to our family. Giving ourselves to offering forgiveness. But most importantly, if we have not already done so, by giving our heart and our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't think of a better time if someone's here today that has not done that. They could go home and write in their Bible on this day that they gave their heart and life to Christ Jesus. We've seen the letters J-O-Y and if we write it down the side of your bulletin there J-O-Y Jesus first Others second Yourself last That is true joy when Jesus Christ has first place in our life. I wonder today, is He first in your life? And I wonder what gifts we will give Him this Christmas season. Pray with me. Father, thank You for Your Word today. Thank You for the message. Thank You for the wonderful music that we've heard today. And thank You for those who who gave, uh, gave their very best in singing. What a blessing it was. And now, Lord, as we conclude this service today, I pray if there be one here today without Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of their life. I pray that this will be the very day that they come to a saving knowledge of Christ Jesus. Lord, it's been wonderful to have been in your house, and we thank you for our time together. Now, as we sing this hymn of of dedication, I pray, Lord, that we truly think about what it is that we will give you this Christmas. I pray in your name. Amen.